This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hi there, and welcome to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell. And we are Stability Partners. And if you want more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call at 832-559-8393 or visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com to check out our past podcasts and to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions you hear about things today or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Okay, so today we want to talk about what you need to know about annuities. Because, you know, in times of economic uncertainty, we get a lot of questions about these. And there are some really good annuities out there, and there are definitely some that you should avoid. So today we want to talk about what they are, how they work, and maybe help our listeners determine if an annuity might be right for you. So, and what, you know, while annuities may be appropriate for some investors, they are definitely not a fit for everyone. Okay, so let, let's start with the basics of an annuity. An annuity is an investment contract issued by an insurance company, and the gains grow tax-deferred until they're realized. And annuities can play a big part in lots of stuff like college planning, as the money is not accessible on the financial aid forms like the FAFSA. And here in Texas, the money is protected from creditors in case of a legal judgment. So annuities can provide you lifetime income, and they can protect against uh, long-term care issues, and they can be used to create a legacy for you and your beneficiaries. They absolutely can. But, you know, when a lot of people hear the word annuity, Brian, they think of what the industry refers to as a SPIA. Or that's a, yeah, SPIA is a a single premium immediate annuity. And these are really the annuities of our parents or even our grandparents' generation. We just don't see a lot of these being used very often anymore. That was, a SPIA is where you give your money to the insurance company and it's not yours anymore. And then in return, they give you a promise to pay you an income for the rest of your life. And they can be used um, as great income planning tools for people who just need the maximum amount of income they can get and maybe don't have any beneficiaries that they you know worry about leaving money to but more more commonly we see other types of annuities being used and uh, really these were the ones that people worry about that oh if you die right after you sign the contract the the insurance company gets all the money that you had saved over your lifetime we'll talk more about that here in a little bit but that's not how today's annuities are used so today's annuities at least initially are used as accumulation or savings vehicles and are thought of as deferred annuities. 
they're called deferred annuities because not only are you deferring paying taxes on the gains, which is always a good thing, you're also deferring taking out the money either as a lump sum or as an income stream until some point in the future. And that could be, you know, two, two years, five years, even 10 years. That's true. Um, and really, there are two basic types of annuities. Well, two basic deferred. type of deferred annuities, right. So let's first talk about fixed annuities, because there are actually two types of those. There are traditional CD type fixed annuities, and the industry calls these MIGAs, that stands for multi-year guaranteed annuities. These are great CD alternatives for investors who have a very low risk tolerance because the the MIGA is a deferred fixed rate annuity that, um, as I said, it's great for conservative investors who are looking for guaranteed principal protection. And, and it works very much like a certificate of deposit. It guarantees a certain rate over a fixed period. So, uh, but unlike a CD where the interest is taxed every year with a fixed annuity, the gains grow tax deferred until you take the money out. And as we're recording this, we just checked and the highest two year fixed annuity is paying about 53% more than the highest CD out there right now. And so the best five year annuity is paying a whopping 85% more than the highest five-year CD we could uh, find on a cursory glance here. So uh, when investing after-tax money, the gains on a CD at the bank are taxable each year, but the gains on an annuity are tax-deferred, hence the name uh, deferred annuity. They're tax-deferred and and can be continued to be tax-deferred by rolling over into another annuity. You can just keep rolling them into other annuities and continue to divert, to defer the taxes on down the line. And that can really uh, help you in your tax planning significantly. It absolutely can be a big advantage. Uh, so the other type of a fixed annuity is what's called the fixed indexed annuity. And this is where the gains are linked to an index. So it may be the S&P 500 or gosh, there are lots of different indices available now and lots of different crediting strategies for those indices. Um, But really, that's way more than we can cover in today's episode. But fixed indexed annuities have no downside risk. So in a year when the market declines, you don't lose any money. You get a zero and then you start over again the next year. So that, and, and that's where that phrase zero is your hero comes it, in. It certainly does. You bet. Now, the trade-off here is that you're typically capped on the upside. So you really should not go into these contracts expecting equity-like returns, right? Um, but you should be able to hopefully get better than CD-type returns. Yeah. And if you're wanting market level returns from an annuity, you, you shouldn't be in an annuity. You should be in the market. You, you bet. I, I, we say that all the time. Now, the downside to these contracts is that they're typically longer in duration. So the best fixed indexed annuities are anywhere from five to 10 year contracts. Um, but there are typically no fees for these annuities for either the CD type fixed annuity or the fixed indexed annuities. Now, of course, just like a bank doesn't charge you a fee for your CD, but you know they have a cost of doing business, right? 
Yeah. Um, it's just reflected in the rate that they credit you. Well, the same goes for these fixed annuities. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit more about principal protection. Uh, sure. A, a fixed annuity is a solution some people turn to when they're really looking for principal protection. And that's because fixed annuities pay a guaranteed minimum rate of return on things while providing a fixed series of payments under the terms and conditions that are set forth in the, the contract of the annuity. So during the accumulation phase, the insurance company invests the premiums in high quality fixed income investments like bonds. And because your rate of return is guaranteed, the insurance company bears all of the investment risk. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Um, and fixed index annuities can add income riders which are often used in retirement planning to sort of build your own pension. And they can, for that reason, they can really be ideal for a portion of your IRA or 401k money. And when you retire, you know, you're likely not going to take all the money out in your IRA in one lump sum, right? Because you'll pay tax on the whole amount, right? May even put you in a higher tax bracket. So most people will only take out what they need each year for income. So an income rider will typically guarantee a certain roll-up percentage, maybe 6 or 7% on an income account value, and then it will contractually guarantee a certain payout percentage. How, how, so how does that work with like a husband and wife? Sure. You know, we had a husband and wife uh, recently. They were both age 50. They repositioned $100,000 from an existing IRA into a fixed indexed annuity with an income rider. And then when they turn age 65, they have a guaranteed $10,400 a year. Guaranteed as long as either one of them is alive. How does that with for both of them? So Absolutely. You can, you can do Even if they live joint. well into their hundreds. You bet. Even if it's one spouse's individually owned IRA. Now, when they've both passed away, their beneficiaries will receive any money that remains in their contract. The insurance company doesn't keep it. That's a really important factor to note. Um, so, you know, even if they live outlive all of their money, they're still guaranteed that lifetime income payment. So again, this can be a really great way to build your own pension. There's a lot of people have never worked for a company that had a traditional defined benefit pension plan like, like, you know, I mean, our grandparents grew up with that. Well, most of those have gone the way of the dodo bird back in the seventies when they, uh, came out with the 401k plan. It kind of was the, uh, thing that killed off defined benefit pensions, and they're very rare now. But the appeal of an annuity is by providing guaranteed income for the rest of your life uh, with an uh, income rider for as long as you live. And so it does something that other investments can't do. It provides that income stream. And if something were to happen to you, you take one payment and you get run over by a bus, your beneficiaries will get the money. So it doesn't just disappear like the old-fashioned SPIAs used to. Right. You know, I like what you just said there. It does something that other investments can't do. You know, when I first started um, in this business back in 1987, most financial advisors at that time were recommending a 5% withdrawal rate. And what, what that, that mean? Yeah, well, what that means is um, don't take out more than 5% of your portfolio when you retire. Otherwise, you run the risk of outliving your money. Okay. But 
then Morningstar did a study back in 1994 that back-tested returns over time. And of course, Morningstar, if our listeners aren't familiar um, with them, they're a financial rating agency. So they, they back-tested returns over time and found that the safe withdrawal rate was actually 4%. Okay, so don't take out more than 4% of your portfolio or you run the risk of out living your money, right? And so, the 4% rule is something that we've heard for years. It's yeah, sort of that's a, a go-to for financial advice. Sure, it's been sort of the gold standard, right? Um, well, that same study was updated in 2013. And now, due to things like market volatility, low interest rates, gosh, the fact that we're living longer, the new safe withdrawal rate is actually 2.8%. So, not only can an income writer guarantee you an accumulation rate, you know, maybe six or seven percent, depending on the contract, on that income account value, it'll also guarantee you a much higher withdrawal rate. Um, and that's contractually guaranteed. So, you know, often this uh, type of an annuity is used to supplement uh, someone's retirement accounts. Um, and, you know, because it, again, you're limited on number one, how much you can put into your retirement account every year, right? Yep. And 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 well, most annuities don't have those types of limits. So if you're if you're maxing out on your contributions to your 401k, some people will also then supplement into an annuity to um, again have that additional tax deferred growth. Yeah, and that's an intriguing part of a retirement strategy where you can have that tax-sheltered piece there where you're deferring um, taxes on it. And uh, when you have uh, have that, and then you also are having a way to have de- tax-deferred uh, retirement savings on after-tax money, even when you've maxed out your 401k or your IRAs, uh, you can save as much as you want. And you your annuity can provide guaranteed income later in life. And so you can be more aggressive with your other assets and financial strategies. You can think of annuities as safe money because there's a guarantee to it. You know that it's going to be there. Sometimes we refer to it as no-so money. We we know that it's going to pay a certain amount guaranteed for as long as either of a husband and wife couple may live. Yeah. And that's a good point that the, this, these can, these are really safe money instruments. Um, you know, an annuity works by actually transferring the risk from the annuity's owner to the insurance company. And just, you know, like with certain types of insurance, you pay the annuity company the premiums to shoulder that risk. And then that those premiums can be in one lump sum or as a series of payments, depending on the type of annuity that you choose. So the period that you're paying those premiums is referred to as the accumulation phase. And unlike other types of insurance that people use for savings, like an overfunded uh, life insurance policy, permanent life, you don't pay the annuity premiums forever. You may just have one lump sum transfer that you take over from an from an uh, 401k or an IRA, or you have one that's structured to take uh, period uh, p- period level payments there. But at some point, you stop paying into the annuity. And then you after it rolls up for a while, the annuity begins paying you. And uh, once you get into that payout again, you take lifetime income on it. Or you can uh, have annuities that pay out in a lump sum after the deferral period as well. 
Yeah, that's true. There's there's actually quite a bit of flexibility in the payouts. Um, you know, annuities can be structured to provide payments for a set number of years for you or your heirs. Um, they can pay for your lifetime or they can pay until you and your spouse have both passed away or a combination of both lifetime income with a guaranteed period certain. So there is a lot of flexibility there. And I like how it, it takes a IRA account and allows the spouse to receive benefits off of it also mm-hmm. if the an original owner passes away. So yeah, it makes it easy that way. Yep, it sure does. And, you know, much like Social Security, annuity lifetime income streams are based on your life expectancy, right? Which means that if you turn it on early, you'll receive smaller payments, but for longer periods, right? And those payments, can they can be monthly, quarterly, annually, or even in a lump sum. So you can just set it up like a regular paycheck where you're getting your mo- your monthly payment off of it. Yeah, just- absolutely can. And, and those payments can begin immediately or they can be postponed for years or, or even decades. Uh, of course, you know, the specifics depend on the annuity, but there really is generally a lot of flexibility. The only potential cap is the amount of premium an insurance company is willing to accept for the same person. And that's usually around one or two million dollars with the uh, writing or home office approval on that. But to go bigger than that, you really would want to split it up through multiple insurance companies to spread the risk. Sure. Um, but ultimately, deferred income annuities may not be a good fit for everybody. Uh, but if you find them to be a valuable tool, especially if you have a family history of longevity or want guaranteed for uh, want guaranteed income for you or your spouse's lifetime. But even without an income rider, fixed and fixed X annuities are, again, safe money instruments. So it's great for building a foundation of your investment strategy of money that you do not want to put at risk, that you always want to have that principle protected. This is only for money that you don't need to use prior to age 59 and a half, though, because there's a 10% IRS penalty on an annuity if you take money out prior to age 59 and a half. So, but let's do talk about how money uh, is accessed in an annuity contract. Sure. Um, Well, and because annuities do have contract periods, right, which come with surrender charges, and they typically range anywhere from two to 10 years. Um, but they do usually allow you some type of access to your money if you need it. So it may be that it allows for a 10% free withdrawal each year. Um, and if you withdraw anything more than that, you're likely going to get hit with surrender charges. So, uh, well, for example, a deferred annuity with a 10 year surrender period might charge 10% on, um, money withdrawn in the first year. And then it, declines by 1% each year. So if you take out anything more than that free withdrawal. And you should also note that annuity income is taxed as ordinary income in the year that you receive it. Sure, it is. You're right. Um, You know, we like, while we like annuities for a lot of our clients, and in fact, we own several ourselves, uh, the fact is that not all annuities guarantee a fixed rate of return, right? Uh, With variable annuities, your premiums are invested in mutual funds. Well, technically called sub sub accounts that invest in mutual funds. And each sub account has an investment goal and charges a management fee in addition to the insurance company's fees. 
And these are securities products, so they're only available from financial services professionals that have the appropriate licenses. And for variable annuities, the rate of return is really dependent on the performance of the investments you've chosen within it. So uh, unlike fixed index annuities, where we note that the insurance companies guarantee the rates, that's not the case with variable annuities. So you bear the investment risk. So you kind of have the worst of all worlds where you have the illiquidity of an annuity and you have the investment risk of the stock market. So uh, one way to think of a variable annuity is to think of it sort of like a 401k plan where you have this instrument and then you pick the sub accounts where your premiums are placed and uh, impact the overall returns on your annuity. So uh, in general, you may have a chance for higher returns than you would with a fixed index annuity because you're not capped on the upsides, but markets can be volatile and that means it adds downside risk in an annuity. And really, and our philosophy is with an annuity, you want to use it as safe money. So having downside risk in it takes it out of being a safe money product and being uh, like an equity and an investment account. Right, right. And that's why we, we say if you want market type returns, you should be invested in the market, right? We're actually not, I mean, full disclosure here, we are not fans of variable annuities uh, because number one, they're very expensive. So you've got contract fees, mortality and expense fees, sub-account management fees, rider fees. You know, these can often exceed 3%. I actually actually reviewed one variable annuity for a client recently, and uh, she was paying well over 4% in fees. And that's every single year. So, in our again, in our opinion, if you want market-type returns, you should invest in the market. Because, well, think about it. With a variable annuity that has a 4% fee, if the market grows 10%, you're going to get 6% due to those fees, right? And if the market declines 10%, you're going to lose 14%. That, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and, and let's also talk about how annuities are taxed. Sure. It, you know, as we mentioned earlier, in, annuities are tax deferred, which means you don't pay tax on the money while it's in the annuity. You only take pay tax on it when you withdraw the money. And if you're if you fund your annuity with pre-tax dollars, which is called a qualified annuity, everything you withdraw is of course going to be taxed at normal income rates, right? Just you, like a 401k or an IRA. Sure, because you haven't paid taxes on it yet. Um, however, if you used after-tax dollars to fund your annuity, and that in the industry calls that a non-qualified annuity, you won't be taxed on the portion that of your withdrawal that re- represents a return of your original principal. Only your earnings are going to be taxed in a non-qualified annuity, and your gains will come out first um, and con- considered ordinary income. So you may have a little bit higher taxes on first on that, but over the long term, uh, you, whenever you're withdrawing mostly principal out of there, you've already paid taxes on it. Right. So uh, we've talked a few um, times here about riders and their uh, their function and how they work, but there's different types of riders available. A lot of the we've talked about is about income riders, but there's other riders that are common with annuities. Right, right. Um, there are, there are uh, long-term care riders that can be added. And this can either be a single premium where you give your money to the insurance company and then if you need long-term care, the amount available 
doubles or maybe triples, depending on your age. Um, so, and you would qualify if uh, one of two things would exist. One, if you have a cognitive impairment, such as Alzheimer's or senile dementia, or if your doctor says that you need assistance with two of the six activities of daily living, right? And, and I like the the portion on that where it says your doctor is not some insurance company doctor or anyone like that. As long as your doctor says that y- you need help with these, then it then it goes. Uh, right, so it's, right. there's not some sort of board you have to go past to get, right. to get sure, it Right, sure, sure. And of course, those activities of daily living, we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts, that's continence, transferring, toileting, feeding, bathing, and dressing. So if your doctor says you need assistance with two of those six, then the extra amount kicks in. Um, Another way that long-term care can be used with these annuities is an enhancement to the income rider. So some of the income riders have this long-term care feature or a well-being feature where if you, when you turn on your income, if you need long-term care, the income may double for up to five years. And then if you're still needing it, it will just go back to the original amount that you were getting. So that's another type of a, a rider. Um, and and yet there's even another one that would be a death benefit rider. That one's not too common though, is it? Uh, not as often as we see some of these other ones, but that gives you a guaranteed accumulation rate for death benefit purposes. So, you know, many people will, uh, of course, want to leave a legacy for their, their beneficiaries. Um, and, but if they can't qualify for life insurance, of course, life insurance really is the best way to do that, but maybe you're not healthy enough for life insurance, then this can be a way to, to leave a legacy. And of course, there are fees for those riders. Um, and it just depends on, you know, the different company. And we've talked about it a few times uh, already in the in the podcast here, but let's talk about, again, what happens to your premium or the value in your annuity if you do die early. Yeah, that, that's, you know, because in that case, the insurance company does not keep the premium. Um, Unless you did a, an annuity that you do annuitize, annuitize, but we don't recommend that. Right, right, right. Um, you know, many people like these income riders, again, because if they pass away, the insurance company doesn't keep that money. Anything left in their contract goes to their beneficiaries. And again, because remember, these aren't like the annuities of old where you turn your money over to the insurance company and it's not yours anymore, right? And and then the insurance company doesn't know when you're going to die, but they're really good at creating mortality tables and mortality profiles for their larger pools of customers to base these decisions off of. And this allows them to hedge against the risk of a customer living longer than expected. And so that way they're able to continue to pay these. We get that question a lot. Well, how can an insurance company afford to uh, pay these benefits? Believe me, they know what they're doing on these. Yeah, the actuaries have have done this a time or two. Yeah. Uh, And uh, to change gears a little bit here, we really need to to talk about how much due diligence people should do uh, when it comes to the company they're considering purchasing an annuity from and to, to look at what sort of due diligence the insurance agent is doing as well. Yeah, that's true. And um, it, it is really important to make sure that you're looking at 
multiple um, annuities, right? Not just being sold one because that's the company that is going to send the agent on a trip and they're going to get to walk across the stage, right? Be sure you're working with someone who is independent and can shop all all, uh, insurance companies to to look at all the annuities. Yeah, that that really is important. And the due diligence really is essential because, you know, after all, the guarantees are only as secure as the companies that are making them, right? And and remember, it's an insurance company, not the federal government, that guarantees annuity payments. So when you buy an annuity, you really do need to think about the financial strength of that company. So focus on insurers that are highly rated by AMBEST, Moody's, Finch, Standard & Poor's, the, the big rating agencies. You can also use a Comdex uh, ranking to look at the composite of all those agency ratings, and they rank rank them on a scale of one to one hundred. And, and most states have guarantee associations that cover an insurer's obligation to determine uh, th- their obligations. And so, most states cover at least two hundred fifty thousand in present value of annuity benefits. And as a reminder, that the insurance industry is not nationally governed. It is governed on a state by state basis. So whatever state you're in will have a little bit different spin on these sorts of things. Sure. And, you know, another way to reduce your risk is to spread your annuity money across different insurers, right? To to keep the amount that you have with any one insurance company, certainly below the state coverage limits, right? Okay. So let's talk about what other annuity risks are, what other risks are involved with annuities, right? And how they can be avoided. Well, one is an opportunity cost. So if you lock in an annuity rate, there's a chance that interest rates may go up and you might miss out a little bit since annuity rates are based partly on the 10-year Treasury Department rates. Some people may try to time their annuity purchase based on which way rates are trending, but you should note that if you try to time your purchase, like timing the market in any case, there's a really good chance you're going to mistime it and um, miss out on payments while you're waiting. And since no one, again, really knows when rates are going to change, you might be waiting for a long time to wait for the planets to line up and into mm-hmm. a form that you feel are is beneficial. Sure. And, you know, you might even consider reducing your risk by getting into annuities gradually. So rather than investing your full, say, $100,000 at one time, uh, you might want to start out with fifty thousand, and then gradually add the rest later. If you know, assuming the contract allows that, so this path would provide you with a couple of benefits. Right, first, it gives you more access to different interest rates, and then second, it gives you time to figure out how much you really need in an annuity. Well, it looks like we've gone a little long today, so um, we really like annuities and like talking about them, so we get a little wound up here. So, But if you have any questions about your financial strategy and how an annuity might fit into this, uh, visit our website at stabilityfinancialtalk.com or call our office at 832-559-8393 to discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns and and see how this might work for you. And so we really want to see if there's a way we can help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. Okay. Join us soon for another episode of Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393.
or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.